Welcome to the Dag Heward Mills podcast. Dag Heward Mills is a healing evangelist, a best-selling author, and a mega church pastor. He's the founder of the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches, overseeing over 3,000 churches across every continent of the world. He pastors the First Love Church, a vibrant church in the city of Accra, transforming the lives of thousands of young people for the Lord. Now listen to Dag Heward Mills. Lift up your hands, Father, thank you so much. For your great presence here thank you Lord for your power we thank you for your mercies Lord for taking me and bringing me back home oh it's your mercy Lord thank you for your wonderful people that are here today to receive your word thank you for a great blessing for this morning for tonight at the miracle service thank you for your healing thank you for your great blessing in Jesus' name, and everyone said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, it's great to be back home. And um, before I start talking too much, let me, we have a wonderful man of God in our midst. Uh, he has not yet had the opportunity to minister with us, but I believe that that day is coming very soon. And... Um, He's a great man of God and he's somebody who the Lord is bringing into my life and me into his life. I believe in friendships and relationships. It's always better to have somebody you can relate with and not just somebody who comes around and is a star and goes away and doesn't care really about the people, amen, or about the church. And uh, we are really blessed to have a pastor of a great church in London. Uh, you know, the largest church in the whole of Europe is pastored by a Nigerian. Pastor Ash- Matthew Ashimolo. The largest church in the whole of Europe. The whole of England and the whole of Europe. And um, one of the largest churches in London, also here, we have our pastor, Vincent Odulele. Can we welcome him to the microphone? The name of the church again, Glory House. And uh, please come up. And he's visiting with us this morning. And uh, we are really blessed. Pastor, you're welcome. (laughs) Well, are you glad you're in church this morning? Well, let's give God a praise. Just give him a praise. Amen. Amen. I, I'm so glad I'm here this morning. I um, had said uh, yesterday that I was going to stop, stop by and enjoy myself. And I was praying a prayer on the way in this morning. No one else knows. I was mumbling under my breath in the car. I said, Lord, I said, I am excited because I'm going to hear a word from God. Are you here this morning? Um, We have to be careful when we are under an environment where the word is preached that we don't take the word for granted. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God and the word was God. You cannot separate the word of God from the God of the word. And so if you have the word of God, you have the God of the word. They say all things were made by him. Without him was not anything made that was made. And in him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines. Someone say shines. Shines. 
it shines in darkness. So I know that if I can only receive a word from heaven, one word from God is enough to turn a circumstance around and shake a prison cell. And are you here this morning? I, I, I was coming to church this morning and like pastor said, not, you know, I'm not into this superstar business. I was just simply coming in to grab hold of what I can because I know that if I can run with a word, you know what the Bible says, John 1, 14, and the word became flesh. Someone will receive a word that will, make, will become manifest in him, his or her circumstances to the glory and praise of God. So can we all with great excitement receive the man of God as he delivers the word? Well, as I said, thank you, Pastor. Um, I'm glad to be back home. I traveled to, where did I go? Panama. <laughs> Panama City. I visited uh, Pastor Alvarez. How many remember Pastor Alvarez and his mega church in Panama City? I spoke at the convention. Uh, we had a powerful time. Uh, the power of God was there. I preached the word. Miracles were happening all over the place. And then there was a crusade in a stadium also in Panama, which I also spoke at for two nights. And that was also uh, very powerful. Um, there were miracles and there was salvation and everything that you would like to see. The Lord was there um, doing that. And then from there I went to Bolivia. Cochabamba is the city that I was at. And in Cochabamba I saw Ghana is not so bad. You know there's poverty and there's poverty. It's a mixture. You, you wonder whether they are rich or poor. I mean, they are poor, but I mean, I've never seen a part of Ghana where there's rubbish on the streets everywhere. There's bola, I mean, everywhere. As you go, you just see rubbish strewn all over the streets. And I remember one night after uh, preaching, we went for, uh, to eat somewhere, and uh, there were little children, six years old, five years old, seven years old, Around, it was around 11, 11.30. And they were all, then I asked, oh, who's that? Who are these children? He said, they, uh, where, what are they doing here? He said, oh, they live here. And they, they live on the streets. The children live on the roads. All over South America, it's a, it's a problem. And they are used for sex, for drugs, for stealing, for every Im unimaginable uh, wickedness. And they are there begging for money. It's pathetic, you know. Ah, there was a need. Amen. So we had a crusade there in a Colosseum. Uh, that seats about 3,000 people. And it was a powerful meeting. And in fact, that during the program, the days that we were there, the whole city went on strike. Because uh, they, they, the government had said that they would not allow them to grow the co coca leaf, cocaine, the leaf. You know, they, that was, that's their main work in that city. And so the whole city was on strike. They closed down this everything. They lighted fires at all traffic lights. If you open your shop, they'll vandalize you. So they brought the city to a halt. After two days, they changed the law. And you can grow your cocaine. 
uh, whatever, and then we're just carrying on. That's uh, Cochabamba. <laughs> so let's turn to Psalm 23. I shall not want. I have been preaching about I shall not want in some of the other services, and I'm going to continue in this service. And so um, it's very important, and we'll be blessed. All right, Psalm 23, verse 1, everybody knows it. The Lord is my enemy. The Lord is fighting against me. The Lord is my what? Shepherd. And I shall need everything. I shall not want. Amen. He leadeth me to lie in green pastures, and he leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Hallelujah. Now, the Lord God is a wonderful God. Amen. And the Bible says if he did not withhold his only son, he will not withhold anything from us. And so we will be able to say that the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And you will be able to say, I do not want or need anything in this life because the Lord has taken care of me. You will not need a husband because God will provide a husband. You will not need a wife because God will give you a wife. You will not need a child because God will give you a child. You will not need money because God will give you enough money. You will not need a business because God will give you a business. You will not need a contract because God will give you more than you can carry of contracts and of everything that you need. And you will be able to say like King David said, the Lord is my shepherd I shall not want. You know, people have different impressions about people. There are some people who have never met me and have all sorts of impressions about me. And there are many of you here even, you heard things about me and you had a certain idea about me. And then you got to know me. Perhaps you got to know me personally, or you got to know me firsthand. All right, then you change your mind. And you say, Oh, he's such a nice guy. You know, he's this, he's that, he's that. We were, I heard that he was like this, and he was that, and he's very this, and he's very that, and he's very that. Then you meet the person, and you realize that, Oh, it is not like that as you heard. All right. Now, in the same way, we have impressions about God, about who God is. We think that God is. You know, like uh, somebody who wants to take things from us. Somebody who, who wants to restrict us. You see, Satan is very bad. He is, he is, he is good. He, when, when Satan is working very strongly, don't think of people manifesting demons. Don't think of occultism, witchcraft. That is not the strong manifestation of Satan. That's one of his minor manifestations. The strong manifestations of Satan... Deception. Rebellion. That is Satan. When Satan takes over, you, you see certain things. When Satan entered into Judas, then we have Judas. That's when Satan is actually working. Most people think that when Satan is working, it's like a, a, a wizard or a witch or, or whatever. That is not what you should be worried about. What you should be worried about are some of these other stronger manifestations of the devil, deception, etc. Now, as I was saying, you can have an impression 
about God. And, and Satan deceived, that was a very strong manifestation that has destroyed the whole world. He deceived Adam. And he told Adam lies about God. God said, you see this 10,000 thousands of trees here? Eat all. Eat everyone every day. You see the variety? Have enough. I don't want to, I don't want you to, I don't want you to be hungry or to lack anything. Have everything. You see the grass, the fields, the rivers, the animals. Name them. I would even give them names. You have control. Take over. Have everything. Then he said, you see this tree is my tree. Just one tree. This is my personal tree. Leave this personal tree as my personal tree. And then what did the devil come along? To question the motives of God. Why did he say you shouldn't touch this tree? He's trying to restrict you. He's trying to keep something good from you. A good God. And now a very bad thought is being held about the good God. And you are questioning, instead of, instead of seeing God as what he really is, giving us everything, blessing us, holding out his hand in love, rather now we are questioning that, had God really said, God knew that you would be like a God. He knew how much blessing you would have if you had that. So he's trying to take something from So now God is a taker instead of a giver. That's Satan working completely and that. You see Jonah Savimbi and all these people who are dead and all the rebels and all the wars and, and the, the trouble that the children I was talking about in South America and all the chaos. Somebody was telling me on the flight yesterday about the HIV rate in Ghana. And he said he was talking about the, the levels and the percentages of people when they do the tests. I don't want to start mentioning and talk about it here. You see all those problems as people are dying. Just one move of Satan. And that is all. <laughs> Very strong. Question the goodness of God. And question. And that's what happens when people, when people, when, when Satan wants to get somebody to step out. Question. He knows you be like God. That's why he said that. That's why he asked you not to do that. That's why he's, 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 just, trying to, he's just trying to prevent you from having a good time. That's why he said you shouldn't have sex. He knows you have a good time. He knows that you are lonely. He knows that you'll be happy. He doesn't want you to be happy. So that's why he said you shouldn't have have it. Sleep with somebody. It's, it's just look, loneliness can be cured by sleeping with somebody. He knows. He know, he, he knows he knows when you have a lot of money, you will so steal it. He doesn't want you to steal because he knows you'll be happy when you steal. After all, aren't most rich people thieves? And so gradually you question what the motive of the Lord is. And I'm saying that when you are afar from God, you have a wrong impression about him that he's trying to take something from you. He's trying to prevent you from having something. He's trying to restrict you. God is not trying to restrict that. He loves us. He wants to give us everything. He said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. If you follow God, you will not want. Look, I have followed God. I'm a pastor. I'm a full-time pastor, and I have been for more than 10 years. And I can say that as I have followed the Lord, I have experienced the Lord being my shepherd, and I shall not want. I can say that I don't want. I don't, want, I don't need anything. 
Our church in London is buying a building there, 1.1 million pounds. They started paying for it in cash. If I want to have anything that I want to have, I can have it. Because I'm the chief executive of the whole organization worldwide. I have that authority. I have that power. I have that right. I founded the church. I didn't inherit the position. I was not appointed. I was not transferred. I was not sent anywhere. I started this church. Yeah. Amen. No, you may not know. I have to tell you. Some of you are new. God has not demoted me. He has promoted me. God, God, God is not trying to bring you down and squash you. But Satan will always try to represent God and repackage God as someone who is trying to take something from you. He's trying to prevent you from being happy. He's trying to prevent you from sleeping with your boyfriend. He knows that you have a good time if you sleep with him. He doesn't want you to go to America with that man. He knows what a good time you have in Las Vegas if you go to Massachusetts. Yeah, he knows. So he says, don't do it. And God is, Satan is constantly trying to represent God. And that's the work of the devil. Redescribe, represent, repackage, twisted. Everything twisted, 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 twisted. Until it looks so perverted. That's why people always say bad things about pastors and about ministers. And all sorts of things. Because Satan is always trying to twist everything and turn a good thing into a bad thing. Have 10,000 trees. Give me one tree. Is it a bad thing? Oh, man. And that only is what led us to where we are. So, this feeling that God wants us to be poor, or God wants to prevent us from having happiness and joy and whatever, is a thought from the devil. God says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want I believe it because I'm a believer I'm not a doubter can you hear me at the back can they hear me at the back I've just come make sure they hear me at the back please amen now today I just want to give you one key to and and this is a, a chapter I've preached about I shall not want for about a year and I'm starting a new chapter with you here and and this chapter is based on the statement the lord is my shepherd if the lord is your shepherd then you shall not want that is how he will be able to provide for you if he can be your shepherd or if you allow him to shepherd you if you do not allow him to shepherd you you will want if you are a sheep and you do not allow your shepherd to shepherd you, somebody will eat you. One Sunday afternoon, we were here, and there was a lady walking on the road. She had removed her blouse, bare chest, and she was, I mean, naked at the top. And she was walking on the road, clapping her hands and beating some pants and so on. She was walking here and people were following her she was hey, 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 hey. so i sent and asked her what is happening there and they said oh there's a woman that is walking and she's shouting and she's saying all sorts of things i said what is she saying she said somebody has taken her chicken and she had a chicken the one of the chickens that are moving outside 
one of them was for her and somebody has caught it the lord is my shepherd would would you like god to remove his shirt and to start walking about and beating that somebody has touched my lamb my little lamb in collegono my little lamb in dansoman you see you see the chicken walking around like he doesn't have an owner but he has an owner all these goats and sheep they have owners they are protected i don't know of any snake which when you touch it and you kill it somebody will come and ask you a question but i know of sheep you touch one and see i never knew i used to think nobody owns them one day somebody told me somebody owns he has his eye on you take one and see the chicken had been taken so brothers and sisters when you allow the lord to be your shepherd he will personally take control of your life watch over you bless you keep you recently i was i i asked of somebody who i knew and i used to shepherd this person and i wasn't happy about the story that i was told because the person went out of my sight many many years ago now how does god shepherd us how does god shepherd us he shepherds us through the delegated shepherds amen whether you like it or not now listen to this this is very important you must not miss this part god this is the whole thing god himself is not going to come to earth to say i am your shepherd no he has delegated the responsibility the job to shepherds but not only that he has delegated authorities generally there are three types of authority that god has delegated he has delegated authority in families to the husband to the head he has delegated authorities in nations to the rulers of the nation once the ruler of the nation is there we are supposed to pray for them and to follow whatever they are telling us to do all right they say it's an islamic holiday we should all rest on that day if they say we should do whatever we must all do it because they are set there by god and then thirdly the third authority that god has set up is the authority in the church and that is the pastor and like in lighthouse chapel international i am the final authority in that sense in this church in humanly speaking christ is the authority who has set us up but he has delegated it and in each local church the pastor there is the local authority now one thing that people make a mistake with is that they do not realize that god has actually set these authorities there and that even though the people people there may be foolish he set them there even though they may be human he set them there and in obeying those authorities you actually become blessed even when they are foolish because that's the word of god take for instance governments 
The charismatic church flourished more under the last government than any other government that I know about. Oh, yeah. You, sometimes you will be sad about certain types of leadership that you have. But those leadership were also set there by God. Nebuchadnezzar, very wicked man. He's the one who was burning Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the fire. God said, I raised you up. It's in the Bible. I raised you up. I put you there. Pharaoh, another bad man. If you read Exodus, the Bible says that God said, I raised you up. I put you there. I raised you up so that I will show my works. And he raised them up for that purpose. Even though he was somewhere and he was wicked and he did many hard things, God set that authority there. And you are expected to flow with authority. In the family, the husband is the head. Turn with me to Romans chapter 13 verse 1. Romans 13 verse 1. Let every soul be subject to the higher powers. For there is no power, Romans, page 1203. Have you found it? Quickly. Let every soul be subject unto the higher powers. Why? For there is no power but of God. And the powers that be are ordained of God. Whoever therefore resisted the power, resisted the ordinance of God. And they that resist shall receive to themselves damnation. It's a little blind. The word power there is from the Greek word exousia. And it means delegated influence and authority and jurisdiction. God has delegated the authority, the jurisdiction, the influence of this lighthouse church to me and all the churches. That is my role. I will be judged for it. And you will also be judged for either accepting my authority or not accepting it. And I will be judged for accepting it or not accepting it because there's a delegated influence. I was telling somebody's wife recently, I was telling her, I said, look, you know, whatever your husband says, do it. Because the wife was more spiritual than the husband. Far more spiritual. Far more into the things of God. And I said to her, you know, just flow. If he, if he says this, do it. It is the authority of God. Within wisdom, do whatever you can do. But what he says is what you must do at the end of it. That is the authority of God. Of course, if he says to you, kill somebody, you are, is directly opposed to the word of God. If he says, uh, uh, we should go to this church, you have, you have to flow with it. Or you can try and talk and this and that. If at the end of the day, he says, this is what we are, you, go, you have to flow. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. That's the will of God. That, that's why you must be careful. When you marry, when you are married, you are, you are welding yourself. So if you are marrying a disaster, you are welded to disaster. So be careful before you start welding. 
You are subject. There are some authorities. There are some husbands. Who say, I don't mind. You can go. Go anywhere you want to go. Do whatever you want. I know a whole lot of unbelievers. They don't mind. Oh, you can go to church a thousand times. I don't care. There are Christians also say, oh, you can go anywhere. Do whatever you want to do. I don't know. Whatever you want to do is fine with me. Fine. But if the guy says that this is what we are doing, you better go. Is there? He said that whosoever resists the authority is resisting God and will receive damnation. Careful now. Yeah. Now, when it comes to the church, it's the same thing. When God sets a pastor, let me read this verse to you from the NIV. Don't read, I'll read to you. He says, everyone must submit himself to the governing authorities. For there is no authority except that which God has established. In other words, God has established the authority. Notice. Consequently, he who rebels against the authority is rebelling against what God has instituted. And those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. God is the one who sets our president, even our finance minister. Look, all the money that Ghana should have had that we don't have, all our poverty, I believe it's God's will. That's what has made us believe in God. Well, I'm not saying that it's God's will for us to be poor. I say it's God's will. He said those leaders, those leaders have run everything into a mess. In the midst of the mess, we have turned to God. That was probably what God was trying to do. Go to Europe. 99% they don't believe in God at all. I'd rather be a poor man and arrive coolly in heaven than to be a rich man. And go to hell any day, any day, any day, any day, any day. Give me my poverty and give me my God. If that is what it means, if that's what I have, that's why Paul said, Godliness with contentment is great. It's unusual when you get the combination together. Now, God has delegated his authority of shepherding and leading his flock to shepherds. Like myself. If you follow the authority, you will be blessed. If God brought you here and you're supposed to be here, and you follow the authority, you'll be blessed. If you rebel against that authority, you will come into judgment. That's why I said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. As soon as you go out of the shepherdorial covering that God has set you, and you start to fight against it, your life changes. It's amazing. People don't know the influence and the power of the church and of the past. Even of me in your life. Some of you don't know. Because you are under this authority and under the Because you see, although I may be stupid. But you see, God put me as a fool there. Just like he put Nebuchadnezzar, he put Pharaoh, he put whatever. He put your pastor there. Anybody who obeys his pastor, whether he's an idiot or whatever, will be blessed. Not because you are, because you are respecting God. You see, what did Jesus say? He said, he that receives you, receives me. And another thing he said, he that received the one that I have sent, received the one that sent him. So actually, it's just a chain reaction. So as soon as you rebel, 
If I, if I put Pastor Robert somewhere, or I put Pastor Kakra somewhere, I say, I've delegated anybody who rebels against Pastor Kakra and Kumasi has rebelled against me. One touch, immediate, I know it. I've often told pastors who have people rebelling against them in their church, I tell them, look, they are not rebelling against you, they are rebelling against me. Only they haven't gotten me to talk that rubbish and that nonsense to. If they get me, they will say, if only the opportunity has to come, and that thing will start to manifest on me. Any foolish leader may not know that when you send somebody and people rebel against, if I put Pastor Eddie here when I travel, and you don't, you don't come to church, and you don't think that uh, you ought to come and listen to the word of God, or you ought to come to church, you are sick, you don't understand, because he that received him, that has been sent, received the one that has sent him. And he that receives me, receive the one who sent me. If Christ sent me, then when you receive me, you are receiving Christ. When you go against me, you are, it's just a chain. You are going against Christ directly, oh, immediately. Easy. Direct. And that is why you are blessed when you follow your pastors. Because actually you are following God. Because you, although he's a man and he's human, He's actually speaking in that authority. That's why when you honor a man of God, you are not honoring him. You're actually honoring God. You're actually honoring because it's a chain like that. Spirit. When you honor the man of God who God said, because if you honor the one who has been sent, you are honoring the one who sent him. I have understood the word of God more because of the branches I have. And the pastors, I have understood all these things. More because I've come to see that if somebody fights someone that I have sent, and I've sent Thomas, I've sent people, I can say, oh, This person has this problem, or he's not uh, uh, like this, or he's like this, or that. Like. But at the end of the day, it always boils down if you fight against this pastor that I have sent and I've put there, you have fight. That's why I never turn against my pastors who I've sent. If somebody's rebelling against my pastor, I'll never be on the person's side. You can, I can tell you openly and publicly, I will not be on your side. I'm on my, the people that I've sent, I'm on their side. And that even if they are wrong, I'm on their side. <laughs> even if, they, if there's a problem, I'll sort it out privately and quietly. But me, you, and that person rebelling, I'll ne- I'm never on your side. Even if I don't tell you, I'm not on your side. I'm on the side of the person who I sent. I have to back them. Because Christ also has to back me. Because he sent me, he knows how frail and how useless I am. But he sent me, so he has to back me. So when you listen to the words that I'm, when you listen to the word that I'm, I am speaking, you're actually listening to God speaking. If you are in the church properly, if I say come for a miracle service, and you believe that God is saying to you come to miracle service, if you honor that word, it's not me you're honoring. What am I? What do I have? Nothing. All men of God are men, but that is the great challenge to be able to receive from the shepherd and know that. This is God speaking. I was at the Benihin crusade. It was two, two nights in it, but I, couldn't, I could only go for one night in the morning. <laughs> in the morning, the whole place was full. It was a huge uh, coliseum around thousands of people. In the morning, we were sitting there. <laughs> he didn't come to the church. I mean, he did not come to the service. His brother came and said, he's tired. He didn't come. 
He said, he woke him up. He said, oh, I'm tired. He has to pray. He did. We were all sitting there. We couldn't believe it. At the end of the day, and somebody could be offended with that. And say, ah, this is the, at the end of the day, he's a man. But he sat there by God. In the, in the midst of all his humanity, he sat there by God. And that's the part which will confuse you because you wonder whether I can still receive from this one. He said that by God. I was there the night before. You should have seen the anointing. Powerful. People were being healed. And people were just being healed. All sorts of things. The whole place was so. The next morning, the whole, they sent away people. I've, I've heard of this, but I've not seen. Even when we got there, they were about to send, send us away. And then I showed them who I was and they took me to the stage. <laughs> but, <laughs> easy. <laughs> If you watch that crusade, well, you see me sitting on the stage. <laughs> but I say, it, that is the part that confuses. And that's why people get confused. But actually, if you follow what authority God has said, you'll always be blessed in it. That's why you, you will bow me to be able to say, Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Because I've allowed him to be my shepherd. You think God will appear to you and say, this is what I say. No, 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 no. I am your pastor. I am your pastor, and I'm the pastor of all the branches. I was in New York. I told them, in case you don't know, Pastor Joel, who is standing here, I put him here, and I can take him away when I want to take him. I am your pastor. He's a caretaker of you for the, just like I'm also a caretaker. When God is tired of me, it wouldn't take more than a half of a second. My heart will stop like that, and I'll I'll not exist. It's as simple as that. Easy. So he that received you, receive me. He that received him that I have sent, receive him that sent him. So if I say to you, go this way. If you believe that it's God who is saying, then you are so blessed in it. Not because I'm wise. No, no. I mean, think about it. How could I be wise? How could I be? Who, who am I? What, what, what? Even let's talk about education in spiritual things. Which school have I been to in, in ministry? Which Bible school have I gone to? Let, let's, let's talk about who, 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 where, where have I been? What, what, what are my qualifications? Where, where's my PhD? Where's my master's in, in theology, in divinity, in humanity, and all the eighties? <laughs> I, I, I couldn't be wise naturally. I'm just speaking the wisdom of God to you. If you accept it, if you flow with it, you just find yourself flowing with the Lord, flowing with the blessings of the Lord. When you rebel, he said, he that resisted the authority will find, receive damnation upon himself. So don't resist. Flow. 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 And you'll find yourself coming to that beautiful place and say, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall know. I remember this lady. I used to be her shepherd. I asked of her, the last time I saw her was 19 years ago. I asked of her. Because somebody, I met somebody who knew her. He said, oh, he shook his head now. And he described her condition. He described where she was. He described her life. And my heart was bleeding as I remembered her. Because she used to be somebody and I would speak and I'd say, do this. And she would do it. But she went out of my world by circumstances let's respect and fear the authority that God has said that's why I say to wives do what he says 
That's why I say, in a government, in a nation, let's be there. Whatever they are doing, just flow. When it's time for election, if they give us an up, that is when we say, now we can choose and say whatever our minds are. After that, we just flow with whatever animal is, is there. We just accept it. It's God. Accept it in this church. Flow with it. You will get to the point. You will find your life is, is different. Don't be a snake. Don't be a cat. Cats are not led. Sheep can be led and can be protected. I remember last year I was with Pastor Eddie and Reverend Saki, just the three of us, we were somewhere and we saw a snake. We rushed and we killed it. We organized and we killed it. Five minutes later, I saw a sheep. It was tied. And I looked by it, and as I was going, the sheep, the snake didn't try to attack us, but the sheep, it ran towards me like that, mm, but it was tied. Mm. And I thought to myself, oh, you. And I remember the owner. <laughs> I said, I can't touch that one, because he's got a shepherd. Somebody tied him there. If I like, I should touch it. I will see the owner. But the snake has no owner. The snake has no one overseeing. No one that is delegated to oversee and to watch. Let us love and respect what God has said. Let's look at Matthew chapter 10 in closing. Just read that scripture, what Jesus said. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 40. He that receiveth you, receiveth me. He that receiveth me, receiveth him. That sent me. It's a chain. He that receiveth a prophet in the name of a prophet shall receive a prophet's reward. He that receiveth a right a righteous man in the name of a righteous man shall receive a righteous man's reward. Turn to John chapter 13, verse 20. Read it as we close. Father, thank you. Who is the organist? John chapter 13, verse 20. Oh, hallelujah. John chapter 13, verse 20. Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that receiveth whomsoever I send receiveth me. And he that receiveth me receiveth him that sent me. Amen. I shall not want. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord. I want to be more like you. Jesus, I want to be more. I want to be more like Jesus. I want to be a vessel you work for. You work for me. I, I want to 
lift up your hands to the Lord and say Lord take my life Lord I want to flow with whatever authorities you send into my life Lord I want to I want to have a shepherd Lord I don't want to be a snake Lord I don't want to be some animal Lord that have no shepherd Lord I want to accept Lord and flow with authority that you place on my life oh God oh God save me from damnation save me from judgment save me oh Lord save me and let me come to the place Lord where I shall say the Lord truly is my shepherd and I shall not want hallowed be thy name father we thank you for your great presence and your great power your great glory and anointing in this place to bless to heal and to touch your people hallowed be your name lord thank you for these little lambs lord and, and the sheep lord and your wonderful people lord that they shall not want lord as they listen to the sound of the voice of the shepherd and as they flow along lord they shall come to a place and say the lord truly is my shepherd and i have not wanted any of the good things that i see around because he has brought me into a good place thank you father in jesus name and as every head is bowed and every eye closed pastor somebody invited me to your church but in my heart i know that i'm far from god please pray with me i don't want to go to hell i don't know whether if i die today or tomorrow whether i go to heaven or hell pastor please pray with me pray for me if you are here like that you want me to pray with you just lift up your right hand wherever you are lift it up high god bless you thank you i see your hand upstairs god bless you i see all those hands at the back lift it up pastor pray with me i don't want to go to hell i know i know myself I don't want to die and, and perish. I want Jesus to be in my life. Lift it up. Thank you. God bless you. All those who have lifted your hands, I want you to come to me because I want to pray with you in front here. Just come from upstairs. Take your Bible. Take your bag. Take your book. Just come from the side. Come from upstairs. Come from where you lifted up your hand. Lift up your hand and just come. If you lifted up your hand, just come all the way. God bless you. Clap for them as they come to the front. Encourage them as they come from upstairs, from the back, from wherever you are. Come to Jesus this morning. Pastor, pray with me. I don't want to go to hell. I know myself. I don't want to die. I don't want to perish. Pray with me this morning. God bless you. God bless you. Hallelujah. From upstairs, we are waiting for you. Come quickly, quickly. Amen. At the cross for you. There's room at the cross. There is room at the cross for you. Though millions have come, there's still room for one. Millions have come. There's still room. There's still room for one. Yes, there is room. Yes, there is room at the cross. so many wonderful souls amen god bless you lift up your hands those of you in front here and say this prayer say lord jesus say this prayer let's all join and encourage them lord jesus thank you for today please forgive me for my wicked ways for my sins oh god I come to you please forgive me please accept me please receive me as your servant as your child from today 
Lord Jesus, I will follow you. I will serve you. I receive you, Jesus. I believe in you, Jesus. Come into my heart, Lord. Receive me, Lord, as your servant. Thank you, Father, for your great power that saves my life. Thank you, Jesus. Please write my name in the book of life. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. God bless you for listening to this message. Visit www.daghewardmills.org today for more audio and video messages, information on upcoming events, and so much more. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to receive new messages every single day. And remember, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind.